This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, it is Life Beats on Pulse 95 and we're talking all things art and culture with our man on the Beats Aid side from the National. Hello, welcome back to the UAE. Hey there, how are you? Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Mubarak to you too. Now, you, you're just fresh off the plane, it has <laughs> to be said, from Jordan. And what an incredible trip that looked like. Of course, uh, a lot is going on there uh, because you've just had the, the press conference uh, for the new Aladdin movie. Fill us in, Said. Yes, that's right. Um, we, uh, the national was fortunate enough to um, attend um, the regional um, the regional premiere screening um, of Aladdin, uh, and, and and that included the whole cast. I mean, the, all the major cast. So Will Smith, um, who plays the genie, was there. Um, Mina Masoud, the the young Egyptian Canadian actor who plays Aladdin, was there, as well as Naomi Scott who plays Princess Yasmin. So we all went there um, to see the film and conduct some interviews and do a press conference. Yeah, it was a really interesting um, experience. And yeah, I mean, the film comes out on May 23rd, next week. And all I can say, I cannot talk about the plot line due to embargoes, but what I can say, I can give you an, an initial reaction and that the film is fantastic. It's a real fun Crowd, um, crowd pleaser, and it really stays true to the original um, spirit of the 1992 animated classic. Do you know that's really interesting that you say that, Said? Because I remember, you know, a, a couple of months ago when the first trailer was revealed and Will Smith's character was revealed and the genie kind of people were like scratching their heads going, uh, I'm not sure this is going to work, and, you know, freaking out a little bit as to. You know, is this going to be good? Does it straight stay true to the original? Does it take it to a whole new level, or does it just bomb? So, uh, look, uh, and I was the same. And I think, I mean, that I, I don't think CGI and all that stuff works as a trailer. I mean, perhaps a better strategy would have been just to kind of show how luscious the film is, was to focus the trailer on showing Princess Yasmin and Aladdin. I mean, I can understand why just doing the trailer focused on the genie, but it's a, but yeah, but it is quite jarring, you know, because suddenly after you know after twenty years you have this blue genie, and then you automatically you think about Robin Williams. So I think um, it wasn't perhaps the wisest choice to to um, to do the trailer with that. And I would say that there's more to this film, you know, than that. I mean, see, the CGI aspects of the genie, you know, plays a major role, but the film is much more than that. It's a great like story of friendship and family. Wow, that sounds really cool. Um, how does Will Smith fare? Let's just kind of put it that way in the role. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the good thing about it is that Will Smith wasn't trying to be uh, Robin Williams. I mean, I mean, I mean that, that that's a performance that's so good that you know you have you have to just kind of leave it as it is. Um, and you know, and in the press conference, um, you know, it's, 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 he was discussing that and how he consciously wanted to kind of move away. The way I would describe Will Smith's performance in the Genie is, I would say. It's Will Smith playing Will Smith, right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, like watching. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of what it's, it's a bit of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. If you remember that show, you know, who it's just kind of like yeah, it's just kind of like a like a like a cool Big Brother. I love it. Okay, let's listen to here. Uh, Will Smith is talking about the role and 
What convinced him to be part of it? You recorded this at mm. the press conference. And Jaden walked in and he said, hey, you know, Dad, what are you doing? I was like, hey, you know, I have all these movies and I have to pick one uh, by Monday. And he said, well, tell me the stories. So I pitched them all of the stories. And the, the last one was for Gene. And he, he looked and he looked down at the screenplays and he grabbed the other ones and just threw them on the floor and said, Duh! You know, the genie? You have a chance to play the genie? And he was like, he was blown away. He was the first person that I really saw the excitement around the idea of what I might do with with the genie. So uh, Jaden, well, he, he made the decision. That's really interesting, you know, that he was a little bit hesitant about it. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and I think for me was also um, interesting about that is the fact that you know, Jaden, you know, was very excited about this because I mean, Jaden being kind of, his son, yeah, his month, his son, and because the film, because don't forget, the film is was released in 1992. That's so crazy. The fact, that makes yeah, us so feel the, old. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that this film still has that enduring power, that it can still kind of get people like Jaden excited, you know, to like you know, nearly 20 years on, you know, shows you like how um, important the original is. Exactly. That definitely uh, makes it really big. Uh, talk to us about your impressions of the other two young actors who do play Aladdin and Yasmin. Talk to us about Mina Masood and uh, Naomi Scott. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, these two performances are essentially kind of star making in the sense that this is their biggest performances yet. Mina Masoud, um, before Aladdin was a relative unknown, he appeared like essentially like an, um, um, in a in a bunch of episodes of certain shows. He never really had a kind of a sustained gig. So for him, this is essentially kind of like his introduction, you know, to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But he was like he was really good. I mean, he was charming. I mean, the thing is. In his role as Aladdin, the Aladdin roles are basically about because he's a, he's a bit of a street. Because Aladdin, as you remember, he's just a bit of a street guy, you know, a yes. street guy who, who's trying to make his way in the world, and and, and he uses that, and, and he uses his charm. Yeah. <laughs> so so you need to have a lot of charisma, and you know, Mina Mina done a really good performance with that. While Naomi while Naomi Scott. Because um, really, remember as well in the original, it is Yasmin who really handles the most drama. Often, the, the, a lot of the dramatic heft yes. of that movie comes from the Princess Jasmine character, and Naomi Scott was great. Don't forget, Naomi Scott is also a trained singer, so a lot of the musical fireworks, you know, the big, you know, the big songs came from a Naomi. Whole new she world. Yeah, yeah, but she delivered it. Wow. But the thing is, Will Smith and Mina Masood are not are not singers, so they were so they took some training, you know, to, to kind of get up to scratch. But but the really the, the natural singer in all of this was Naomi Scott, and I think she she's going to benefit the most from this film. This, that was really a star making performance. The days of her being in Power Rangers are over. Wow, wow, that's brilliant. Are we seeing uh, with Minima Saud another Rami Malek moment? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, like, like I see. I, I, I could kind of see that, but I think those two artists are not in the kind of not in, in the same league as of yet. I mean, because don't forget, with, before Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Rami Malek was, uh, was was a star in in a television series, yes, so he was Mr. a bit Roman. of a known. Yeah. Exactly. So while Mina Masood doesn't have that, not that background, so I would say with this film that. Um, Aladdin will allow Mina Masood to get a lot of high-profile roles, 
but it is still time will still well, time will tell whether he will take the opportunity for what it's worth. Well, let's uh, listen here to uh, Minimas Rod himself uh, wishing everybody Eid Mubarak. Inshallah, Rabbana Eid. I am Saida ala al-Umma al-Arabiya wal-Islamiya. Bekhir, Inshallah, Ramadan Kareem. He was kind of doing his bit in there as well, wishing everybody uh, Ramadan Kareem in Arabic. And people love that. You know, we love that kind of crossover. It just represents so much when you see, you know, artists like him in Hollywood who are also Arab, who, you know, honor that part of themselves, just like Rami Malik did in his terrible, you know, broken Arabic, but was still so beautiful. You know, this is important. Absolutely, and you know, and and I mean, and the whole experience was very powerful to me in Masoud because you know here you are, um, yeah, um, an, um, uh, an Egyptian and you know, an Arabic actor performing, um, leading an all-star cast mm. um, in a film that is set, like in a film that is steeped in Arabic culture. Aladdin was part of One Thousand and One Nights, if you, of course, and not only that, part of that film was shot, you know, in Wadi Rum. Yes. in Jordan. So on multiple levels, I mean, that, that whole experience was very powerful for Amina Masoud. So I mean, he didn't take it for, um, for granted. I'm really excited to see this one now. I was one of those who was on the fence, who was kind of going, oh, does it live up to the original? But actually now that, because I trust your opinion, <laughs> I, you know, I'm excited to see this one. I'm excited to take my kids and to have them now experience something that we experienced when we were young. Um, so it, this is going to be brilliant. But uh, coming up next, Said, uh, you had an interview with the one and only Sami Youssef, who, you know, we're in the middle of Ramadan and he is... One of the icons of the Islamic Nasheed, is he not? We're going to be chatting about uh, what you learned from him, your interview with him, and uh, hearing his new song. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse95. 95. Yes, you're back with us and we are catching up on all things art and culture with Saeed Saeed from The National. Saeed, now uh, we are, of course, in Ramadan and, you know, uh, the Nasheeds fill the air at this time of the year for us, don't they? And one icon of the Islamic Nasheed or, you know, Islamic devotional songs is Sami Yusuf. And you recently spoke to him. Yes, that's right. And it's important you made that distinction at the beginning because Sami Yusuf, um, in the multiple interviews that I conducted with him, he does not view himself as a Nasheed artist. He kind of views that, you know, um, that world as something different. He kind of, he, he views himself, as you mentioned, like um, uh, basically as a, a singer of spiritually devotional songs. Mm. You know, because a lot of his music as well does not kind of um, adhere to the, you know, to the rules of Nasheed per what se. What is the difference? I mean, what is the difference for those who don't really, who think it's really one and the same? I think fundamentally the difference is going to come down to the to, to the to the addition or the lack of musical instrumentation. I mean, a lot of the nasheeds, you know, that we're used to, essentially, is mostly um, vocally driven, a cappella almost, and and then in the background you might hear soft percussion from the deaf, yes. the deaf drum, or maybe you know sometimes what they do is, is um, they manipulate. Um, the singer's vocals to make it almost sound like piano 
you know, in in the back, you know, so it's just kind of almost like a like a weird humming. Right. The whole point is to kind of you know circumvent you know that rule that there should be no um, musical instruments played. Mm. So this is essentially you know the traditional nasheeds, you know, you know that we used to that we listen to in the radio during this month. While um, Sami Yusuf throughout his career has always incorporated um, musical instrumentation, the traditional instruments, you know, from Azerbaijan, you know, South the Central Asia. Asia, but musical instruments nonetheless and I think that kind of makes him kind of more in this Islam spiritually devotional songs. This is an interesting because uh, if you remember Cat Stevens when he converted to Islam he did the same thing um, and, and you had albums and songs coming out from him where you know he, he just he stripped all of the musical instruments out but then now he's a, as well you know in the same way bringing them back into his music. Yes, that's right. And I mean, and, and this is the thing, I mean, like, you know, I mean, his music essentially um, is also, if you hear his, his latest couple of albums, uh, when, when he returned back with, with in music, it is still spiritually driven. Mm. You know, it is still, I mean, his faith is still, you know, it's the center of all the songs. And that's why I just think essentially that the, I just think the differences between both worlds it's almost, it's almost like genres. Yeah. You know, Nasheed is a genre yes. in itself. Yes. It has its own rules. You know, um, you know while while um, these other songs um, ha, you know, are not Nasheed. I think it's kind of similar as that. So now we've got Sami Yusuf. He's celebrating the start of Ramadan with the release of a, a new song and a video to accompany that. And uh, you got to interview him all around this. Um, the, the, the song is called Call My Name from his... Uh, EP Sammy. So talk to us a bit about this and, and what you learned from him. Look, it's a beautiful song, Call My Name. It's just, I mean, the interesting thing about it, it, it comes from this album, this EP, which is like a like a mini album called Sammy. And Sammy is interesting because it's his kind of most, I would say, um, uh, I'm less religious like I mean, le- I mean, less devotional type of song, um, yeah. sound. Because basically, it's him kind of, it's his kind of most Western sounding uh, collection. There's a lot of like little mini synths. There's kind of like some drum machines in there. So it's kind of Sammy, like you never heard him before. Mm. You know, it's, it's a very, it's a deeply experimental um, EP when it comes to the music. But the messages are all the same. Beautiful, like you know. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, the album, the lyrics. It's um, it's taken from poetry of of Ibn Arabi, of Rumi. It's it's yeah. So, so lyrically, it's very very dense and very very deep, and it links to the Islamic tradition. So yeah, and call my name is one of them. This is a song that's um, you know taken. Um, is 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 taken from a from an Ibn Arabi um, poem. Okay, and, and it was translated by the great Arabist Henry Corbin. So the, the English lyrics are from that translation, and it's a beautiful song because it talks about the uh, it's about, about um, how we should build that connection and return back to Allah, return back to God, and it is and it, and it is that type of message that makes it suitable for it to be a Ramadan a release. Right. It's kind of it's kind of very deep, very enigmatic, and and mysterious and evocative, and and the the video itself that accompanies it kind of goes with that whole feeling of you know kind of transcending you know what we know yes yes that's right i mean because because yeah, i mean really like the whole song is about just trying to kind of you know get back to the essence of who you are i mean there's a wonderful line in the middle of the song that says that there's a line that leads from you to me it's a path we've long forgotten 
you know so it is that 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 message of reconnection you know with yourself you know you know with your spiritual nature and the video clip accompanies it the video clip is basically um shot in various desert landscapes around the gulf and it's the and it's been then kind of processed through cgi so the whole desert looks almost like it's a moon <laughs> landscape is you know it's really kind of evocative it's very kind of like the cgi-ish yeah it's really mm-hmm. interesting and it kind of yes. i guess it, it um, complements you know the mysterious nature of the song right what did you learn from uh, Sammy about the way that he likes to spend Ramadan? You know, th- th- obviously this is, you know, all part of the same theme. What does he like to do? You know, the kind of person that he is. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, that was a very interesting um, insight he, um, he gave me on that regard. Because, I mean, on one, on, like, on one hand, um, there is, I mean, Sammy uses that time to kind of recharge you know, it's a time just to kind of get away from from performance. He says he rarely performs, um, you know, during Ramadan. So he kind of takes a break from career-wise. But, you know, the, the one thing that he offered was he, he gave us, a, um, he provided our readers, you know, advice on, you know, on some things to take up during Ramadan. You know, and he said, he said, aside from connecting, you know, with scripture, you know, and of course, and the essentials of our faith, like the prayers, which are so important, he said that we should also connect um, with our Islamic traditions. You know, this means connecting with Islamic arts, philosophy, literature. You know, for example, you know, reading, you know, reading um, books by Ibn Arabi, by the great Islamic philosophers, as well as listening, for example, to Qawwali, which is like the sacred music that comes, you know, from, you know, um, from Southeast Asia. So he's saying as well, it's not just about, you know, doing the fundamentals of the faith. It's also about connecting with the greater aspects of, of, of Islam, which is the culture, the arts, the philosophy. Ramadan should be an all-encompassing spiritual experience, as opposed to something quite limited and narrow. I love it. We're about to listen to the song itself. It is Call My Name and it is by the one and only Sammy Yusuf. I want to say, Said, Said, thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantastic week. We're going to catch up with you again soon. Inshallah. Have a wonderful weekend. And you. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.